Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated April 16th, 2021. We continue to focus on inflation in this week's discussion. The question is, how concerned should we be? I'm Phil Adler, and I'm speaking with Confluence Investment Management staff economist Thomas Wash. Thomas, your basic thesis is that we should view headline numbers on inflation over the next several months with a grain of salt because the numbers might be misleading. Give us some general examples of how economic numbers can lead us astray and perhaps cause us to make some unwise investment decisions. Well, I hope you're prepared for a fairly long-winded answer. I actually find that the unemployment rate is one of the most deceptively complex statistics and is frequently misinterpreted. The unemployment rate is calculated by dividing the number of unemployed workers by the number of people within the civilian labor force. Although we all understand what it means to be an unemployed person, I don't think most people really understand what it means to be in the civilian labor force. So as a result, we get this kind of simplified reading of the unemployment rate in which up means bad and down means good. So let me elaborate on that some more. The civilian labor force is the total amount of people employed as well as the amount of people looking for work. This excludes students, those in active duty, and the long-term unemployed. Now let me explain what that means for the unemployment rate. In short, the unemployment rate can fall for one or two reasons. Either people can find employment, which is good, or people can just drop out of the labor force, which would be bad. So if you look at over the last decade or so, much of the decline in the unemployment rate since the financial crisis was due to people leaving the labor force either because they were discouraged or because their skills did not match what employers wanted at that time. This is also referred to as the structurally unemployed. Focusing on the Consumer Price Index, which is what we commonly look to for inflation readings, what does this index actually measure? The CPI tracks the month-to-month changes in the prices of goods and services used daily by the modern consumer. The index is composed approximately about 40% goods and 60% services. How does the U.S. Labor Department massage the basic data to make the reading more useful? Well, the adjustment is kind of based on some regression analysis based on moving averages and previous estimates. The process is very complex, so I won't go into any real detail. But essentially, it uses actual data and compares it to its historical trend. Does the Labor Department make allowances for unusual events when calculating the year-over-year comparisons? No, it does not. To me, it's one of the indices' biggest flaws. So one-off events can have a disproportionate impact on the year-over-year comparisons. So like a war, drought, natural disasters can lead to distortions that are unrelated to the supply and demand of goods and services. We can characterize the pandemic as an unusual event. Explain, Thomas, some of the ways the pandemic might throw a monkey wrench into inflation calculations. Because the pandemic forced a lot of stores to close, last year's good prices generally fared better than service prices. During the lockdown, people stocked up on a lot of online deliveries, toiletry, and lots and lots of alcohol, apparently as most people wanted to make the most of their time at home. 
Additionally, the stimulus check led to a rise in the purchase of more durable goods, such as automobiles and laundry equipment. However, consumer services, particularly transportation and recreational services, they were more or less forced to lower their prices as consumers were reluctant to leave their homes and go into crowded areas or board a plane. Taking all this into account, what are you looking for in terms of headline numbers? I wouldn't be surprised if we saw CPI rise above 3% from the prior year over the next three months. Toward the end of the year, though, I, I kind of expect inflation to kind of level out at around 2%. And how are the markets likely to react to those numbers? Given the knee-jerk reaction of financial markets, I wouldn't be surprised to see a limited amount of panic selling. However, I don't expect this to be sustained over a long period of time. And what is Confluence Asset Management's advice to investors? We would like our clients to remain patient as we are still optimistic that financial conditions are still favorable for equities. Thank you, Thomas. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.